millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. First to breaking news, chaos has erupted in the heart of the United States. These pictures are from Washington, D.C., showing hundreds of protesters marching on the White House. Without warning, police charged forward with our news crew caught in the middle of the chaos. This was that same attack from a different angle. Our cameraman battered with a riot shield as police charged forward. Just a few minutes later, the president delivered a speech in the White House garden, firing a warning shot at governors around the country, telling them to take control of their streets or the military would be sent in. This is what the president had to say. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property, of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. The reason for the police aggression was revealed just moments later. Scenes nobody saw coming. President Trump left the safety of the White House flanked by Secret Service. Walking through the streets, the scenes of chaos just minutes earlier. He then posed in front of the vandalized St. John's Church, holding aloft a Bible in a clear act of defiance in the face of protests which have swept the nation. We have special coverage this morning, beginning with Amelia Brace in Washington, D.C., who was caught in the middle of those violent scenes we just showed you, Amelia. Take us through what's happened in recent hours. Well, Anne, as you just explained, it was quite extraordinary. We were in that area out the front of the White House and there was still about half an hour before the curfew came into effect. So we were expecting that situation to remain relatively calm given what we had seen last night. But all of a sudden, uh, there was a wall of police coming from our right and they really pushed through that crowd at, uh, at a speed that we had not seen in recent days. Usually... They push through, they let people move back and should people rush back towards them, then they are the targets of tear gas and rubber bullets. But this was not the case. They were pushing through that crowd and anyone that got in their way, including us, uh, were, were forced to cop that violence. Uh, rubber bullets, we also experienced tear gas battens and you saw my cameraman Tim Myers uh, being uh, punched right in the stomach. Uh, so it was quite an extraordinary moment and such 
such a juxtaposition to what we saw uh, minutes later from the Rose Garden in the White House, which was finally the president addressing the nation, something that these people had called for for days. I will fight to protect you. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. America needs creation, not destruction. Cooperation, not contempt. Security, not anarchy. Healing, not hatred. Justice, not chaos. This is our mission, and we will succeed 100 percent we will succeed. Our country always wins. Amelia, that speech was followed by an act nobody saw coming. The president walking out of the safety of the White House and into the streets of Washington, D.C. Yeah, it was just amazing vision and we had not seen Donald Trump since he was in Florida on Saturday for the SpaceX rocket launch and he walked onto the streets that uh, for days have been uh, covered in riots and just minutes earlier were the scenes of that violence and he actually walked up to the Church of the Presidents uh, which was on fire last night. I was out the front of that church last night it was, as it was attacked by arsonists and once again, there was that act of defiance from the president as he stood there with a Bible. And I can tell you in the streets surrounding that area, there were, uh, uh, there were tanks blocking street access. There were huge protests in the surrounding areas and choppers overhead as uh, Donald Trump made his first appearance in quite a few days. We have a great country. That's my thoughts. This country in the world. Great. Now, the curfew tonight was brought on quite a lot earlier. And as I said last night, it was 11 p.m. Tonight, it was 7 p.m., so still daylight, as you saw in those pictures. But already tonight, we are seeing exactly what we saw last night. And that is that massive group has dispersed to different parts throughout the city. And now we are seeing looting. We're seeing uh, fires start. So it does feel like it's going to be a similar night to last night here in D.C. Concerning scenes, considering what the president had to say a little bit earlier on. Amelia, thank you. We'll return to you later in the program. Now, that attack on our camera crew has drawn international criticism. And in Canberra, federal opposition leader Anthony Albanese has just called for an investigation and into the incident. And ambassadors should be certainly making representation on behalf of these Australians who effectively have been assaulted. Uh, that's what it is, for doing their job. Uh, in a democratic society, uh, the role of the media is critical. And it's important that the media are, are able to report on events, including crises such as we're seeing in the United States, uh, free from harassment. We're waiting on a response from the government. Let's bring in our US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Minneapolis, where this all started one week ago. Ash, America truly a nation in crisis this morning. 
Yeah, for a seventh straight day, and we have seen tensions boil over right across America uh, with scenes of violence, arson and looting. Here on the ground in Minneapolis, it's been a peaceful day thus far, uh, with a vigil being held at the site where George Floyd was killed by a member of the Minneapolis police. And for the first time, a member of the Floyd family came down here today in what was an incredibly emotional, powerful moment. The crowd took to their knee as he arrived. Uh, and Florence, uh, he, uh, George Floyd's brother, uh, Terence rather, made an appeal not only to this city but to America to end the violence and chaos. Overcome by grief where it all began. George Floyd's brother calling for calm while visiting a makeshift memorial in Minneapolis. If I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, what are y'all doing? We just wanted to let everyone know that it's very peaceful here. Floyd's son Quincy echoing the message in Texas. I mean, tearing up things, it's not going to solve anything. My dad is in peace and we have to be the ones that, uh, that deal with all this stress and it's going to be kind of tough to get over this day by day. His comments during a peaceful protest, a far cry from this. Harrowing new video shows a tragedy narrowly averted. Protesters scattering as a tanker barreled down a closed highway. Incredibly, no one was killed. The driver is now under arrest, with police still working out if it was deliberate. Across the country, shop owners are taking stock following widespread looting and vandalism. Despite protests against police brutality, the use of force to quell crowds has been widespread. Many standing with protesters. Curfews have been brought in across major cities, but it hasn't stopped some. In the nation's capital, fire broke out in the basement of St John's Cathedral, also known as the Church of the Presidents. Scenes like this unfolding across a nation divided. George Floyd's death has now been deemed a homicide. An independent autopsy conducted uh, or arranged by the family found that he did die as a result of asphyxiation. Uh, Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer who held his knee on Floyd, Mr Floyd's neck, will face court next Monday, charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter the same day that George Floyd will be laid to rest in Houston. And Ashley Mullaney live in Minneapolis. Thank you, Ash. To Paul Caddick now in Los Angeles. Paul, curfews came into effect there a short time ago. Are they being adhered to? Good morning, Anne. Well, yes and no. And uh, for those who aren't, this is one of the reasons why we're here where we are. You might be able to make out behind me, those who know Los Angeles, that is the Hollywood sign just up there. We're just south of that, south of, uh, south, south of Santa Monica Boulevard. And as you can see, there is a police presence that has just started growing here. And the reason why is that uh, over the last couple of hours, there have been a group of hundreds of people rallying for Black Lives Matter, rallying for George Floyd, who've marched through Hollywood, through past the Hollywood Walk of Fame along Sunday. Sunset Boulevard, some of LA's most famous streets. But currently, a lot of those uh, people remain at the end of this street, where you can see uh, a large police presence there.
Uh, now, as you say, the uh, curfew took effect about half an hour ago uh, and those people now have to go home and we've seen a steady build-up of police here as we have seen in previous uh, occasions as they prepare to uh, arrest people who aren't going home. This is what we see beforehand. We've seen police securing the neighbourhood around. We've seen a, a mini a mobile jail cell uh, arrive to perhaps arrest people. Now, uh, across the rest of the uh, the city, we've also seen uh, an incident in Van Nuys, a rally there, which ended peacefully after negotiation. We also heard today for, from the uh, Los Angeles mayor, Eric Garcetti. Here's some of what he had to say. I would say to anybody in pain, I'm in pain. And for us to heal, we have to do the work that this moment demands, that George Floyd's death demands. We can do this work. It's painful work, but it never happens with violence and in the face of violence. Well, Paul, more than 400 people were arrested yesterday, mainly for looting. What sort of scenes have you witnessed today? Yes, Anna, that was just in that one Santa Monica area of Los Angeles. And interesting to note that 95% of the people arrested did not live in that area, as authorities make clear that there are the protesters, the peaceful protesters, and then there are these almost organised gangs of looters who are swarming into areas, using that almost as cover to break into stores. Now, thankfully, we haven't seen too much of that sort of lawlessness today, but there have still been big protests, big marches. But now with a curfew in effect, police are now making it clear that people need to go home and they're putting their people in place to enforce that as need be. And Paul Caddick with the very latest live from Los Angeles. Thank you very much, Paul. Two news from home now and films and music festivals could be eligible for cash injections under one of several packages being finalised to support industries hit hardest by coronavirus. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, Labor's accused the government of neglecting the arts. Yeah, existing support for the arts and entertainment industry is taking too long. The sector under serious strain given the pandemic has forced the closure of many theatres and other venues. Though a relief fund to inject cash into theatre productions, films and other projects is one key option being considered by the government to help revive the industry. The Arts Minister has welcomed today's reopening of the National Gallery of Australia in Canberra, though refusing to detail what support for the industry more broadly might be on offer, sparking a backlash from the opposition leader. We're working through these issues uh, in a uh, efficient fashion and when there's more to say we'll say. The arts and entertainment sector uh, are distraught at their being ignored by this government. The government also said to announce this week plans to taper off its free childcare scheme from the end of this month. Its expected parents will have to start paying from July, but fees won't be quite as high as they were before the pandemic. The government maintaining this extra relief was always temporary. And all right, Olivia Liming in Canberra. Thank you very much, Olivia. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has apologised to the family of a man whose death was wrongly attributed to COVID-19. Nathan Turner was thought to be Australia's youngest coronavirus victim, but it's since been revealed he did not die from the virus. Joel Dry reports. The Queensland government has been forced to apologise to the family of a central Queensland man who was wrongly outed as being the youngest person in Australia to die with COVID-19. 
30-year-old Blackwater man Nathan Turner died last week and following his death, a test was taken post-mortem which came back as positive. A rapid health response was launched and Mr Turner's close contacts were tested, including fiancée Simone and hundreds of Blackwater residents also came forward for screening. But it's now been revealed that an autopsy on his body has been completed and shows he does not have COVID-19. Health authorities say now that they may never know if he had the virus. They are sorry for the stress caused for Mr Turner's loved ones, but given the same circumstances, they would take the same action. Our ability to control this virus requires us to respond rapidly to every single positive test. We have to treat every positive test as though it is a positive case. We're very sorry for the distress that the family is um, going through at the moment and has experienced. And to the people of Blackwater, uh, thank you very much for cooperating and we have to take the advice of health at the time and that rapid response was deployed. This debacle also calls into question the handling of the case of a Rockhampton nurse who was suspected as being the source of the Blackwater case. She was publicly criticised by the government for lying about her movements. Her union is now also demanding an apology. This has not been forthcoming, but to Mr Turner's family, the government has reinforced they are deeply sorry. The Reserve Bank is expected to keep interest rates on hold this afternoon following its scheduled meeting underway right now. For more, we're joined by Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Gemma, good morning to you. Now, this is despite increasing pressure on the bank to drop the cash rate even further. Yes, and the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe has stated very clearly on multiple occasions that he doesn't want to cut the official rate below its current record low of 0.25%. But some economists say in light of the coronavirus, the RBA should reconsider its position. They say cutting rates again would enable banks to lower lending rates, giving businesses and homeowners more breathing room. It would also likely trigger a decline in the Aussie dollar. That's up by 20% against the US dollar since its March low point, now buying around 68 US cents. Gemma Acton reporting. Thank you very much, Gemma. We'll go to some breaking news now. Gyms will be allowed to reopen in New South Wales from June 13. The long-awaited news was just announced a few minutes ago. Strict measures will be in place, including a maximum of 10 people per class and a total of 100 per venue. And community sport will begin again on July 1. It comes as the state recorded six new COVID-19 cases, all of which are overseas travellers who are in hotel quarantine. Returning to our top story now from the US and riot police have clashed with protesters for a seventh day of demonstrations over the death of George Floyd while in police custody. Our US correspondent Amelia Brace and her cameraman were caught up this morning in the chaos. We've also seen tear gas being used. Here we go, they're moving through again. This is exactly what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. We're just staying safely. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Amelia, can you hear us? Amelia, are you okay? All right, let's bring in Amelia Brace now. Amelia, shocking scenes there. We're naturally worried about you and your cameraman, Tim. How are you both doing? 
Well, and we're a bit battered and bruised, but we're not too bad. We both have a few welts from where we were hit by those rubber bullets. And obviously, Tim took a big punch to his stomach and had that shield pushed up on his face. I also took a hit across the back of my neck uh, with a baton. But it's actually the tear gas that has affected us the most. Uh, it, it shouldn't be called that because it didn't really affect our eyes. We just found it really hard to breathe for quite a while there. And it wasn't until we'd run for quite a few blocks away that we were able to have a big drink of water and, and try to get that under control. But on a whole, uh, we're doing quite well. It was obviously a very terrifying experience. And uh, it's weird to think of that now tonight when the streets here are quite calm. Well, they're very concerning scenes uh, for us to watch too. I'm glad you're both doing OK. Please stay safe. Um, tell us what is happening there tonight. We know there's a curfew in place. President Trump came out very strongly and said he'll bring in the military if people don't behave. What's it like where you are now? Well, this is almost exactly where that incident today happened. And I'll just give you a look at the police force behind me. So they have basically uh, created a human barrier to make sure that no one can get back in front of the White House. Very similar to what we saw after curfew last night. And that was successful. We didn't really see anyone else go back to the White House after dark. Unfortunately, they did go to plenty of other places in the city. Uh, there was looting, there were fires lit and there was plenty of violence. So we are seeing that tonight. We are seeing people in uh, many other areas of Washington, D.C. But as for the White House itself, it is completely surrounded by police. And you don't know what's ahead, so please take care. Amelia Brace reporting live there from Washington. Thank you, Amelia. And while we've showed you pictures of violent protests throughout the morning, many Americans are demonstrating peacefully. These are pictures from Washington, D.C. earlier of hundreds of people sitting on the road surrounded by police. However, they are disobeying an early curfew laid down by President Trump and are one by one being moved on by officers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.